Hey guys, welcome to episode 246 of the podcast with my boy of summer, Stephen Ogg. A badass. Um, I am still in Atlanta. I am so excited to be doing uh, the ID10T festival this weekend. So for those of you who are in the California uh San Jose, San Francisco area. Come hang with us. Uh, we're going to be, John McGinley and Dana Gould and I are going to be flying out there early Saturday and uh, hanging out and doing a panel at the festival. There's tons of great stuff Friday, Saturday, and Sunday there. And um, I'm excited to see some people that I have like talent crushes on. So it's going to be very cool. So if you have a chance to come or maybe you're going to already be there, uh, come say hi if you see me. And uh, I hope you enjoy this episode. I feel sure you will. Now entering Nerdist.com. can you can pretend that you're uh listen you can sing if you want to if you want to lean right into the the holding the microphone and, and just do the karaoke get thing. right into do you like karaoke that's what drives me i can't do it oh first of all let's discuss language okay oh great let's start small well because i want to if I drop the f bombs, oh, hundred percent. Okay. I really thought that Not you that were, I have a problem. I thought it. you were literally starting with like I want to. I want to discuss the concept of language communication and how I am reading is a made. great book right now called Homo Deus. Okay, which is a big thick book. Which Does is, that like God, man created God kind of idea? Well, it's it's the I don't, idea of I don't, the listen, evolution after God. Homo sapiens. Oh, okay, the All next right. level for us would be Homo Deus. Yeah, but of course, me sitting there with a the big black book that says Homo Deus. <laughs> <laughs> really? In Atlanta, Georgia? What yeah. are you talking about? And my friend pointed that out. I was like, I never really thought about that. Why, why don't people just see it as an evolution thing? No, so I was going to say, fuck karaoke. Yeah, right? I don't get All it. All due respect to people who love it. I can't do no, it. I don't care about those people that like it. Fuck them I too. I can't do it. I cannot do but it. But as an actor. And I enjoy singing. I enjoy do? singing. I play instruments. I was in a band. Something about it. Maybe it's true of like something like Garage Band too. I mean, uh, not garage, but like a, you know, guitar hero. I can't, um, once it, once you meta it, once you like take it away from what it originally was and turn it into like the, like the deconstructed idea of it, like here's this, anyone can play guitar it? on the, you know what I mean? Or here's this song that you associate with this singer and band, but now we're going to pull it out of that environment and put it into this other environment. Something in me shuts down, even as a performer, I can't like I I go oh I don't want this is this is uncomfortable for me I don't like this and I, I get, get real tight. It's it's why and why I admire comedians so much because I could never like stand up. I did I I followed someone around. There was a documentary uh, Jerry Seinfeld did. He was supposed to be the next Seinfeld. Ari. Oh yeah. God, did I watch that? that or do I just know about it? I it was think years I, I ago, but I was my, my friend in New York. I I followed them around, and it was when. Ari, this documentary was starting. Right, and right. I got so nauseous. And this this is the same as karaoke for me, the same feeling. Watching the New York comedic scene. Mm-hmm. And this was, I mean, this was back in the day, like Will Arnett. Not mm-hmm. that Will was doing the stand-up, but this was, we all used to be this Canadian group mm-hmm. of, uh, oh my God, that's, that's so much fun too. We used to go to Cafe Lou and just 
Mike Weaver, big redhead, would sit and play the piano and we'd all drink all oh, the days gone by. <laughs> um, so, I like you almost, it so, almost sounds like Canada burned down. <laughs> and I you're know, like thinking back on no, those days. It's like all these wonderful people that, that, uh, that we had so much fun. But so karaoke, I, I just don't, yeah, it's more the performing thing and it reminds me, I get the same queasiness as watching stand-up comedians do their 10 minutes and mm-hmm. then rush off to the next club. Mm-hmm. It, like even talking about it, I'm getting a f- like burpee gas. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and karaoke, I have a friend in, in, in LA who's always trying to get me to karaoke. And especially, you know, when they say, well, you're an actor. Yeah. Like as if that means yeah, I want to yeah. be a barking monkey or whatever uh-huh. all the time clanging monkey not a barking monkey although a barking monkey would be fun no too. i like the sound of a barking monkey and so he was this was the great instance of karaoke being um he's like he, when he'd come to new york he'd be he'd do the chinatown i think where they have the big karaoke clubs and mm-hmm. he was so into it right now i was always like meet you for a beer and then i'm good man yeah have fun and also Kill it. yeah go ahead go but ahead. then watching him so then we finally in la silver lake yep go to this place, forget the name, it's like quite a place to go. And then we go and he's, and I've known him for like 10 years. Okay, I'm gonna go with you this time, not to perform. I don't wanna do it, but I'll I'll be there for you, man. I'm there for you, for your karaoke passion. He got up and he turned into someone I did not know. (laughs) Exciting. It's it was it's his like a dream and yeah. he was doing the vibrato <laughs> whatever song he was singing he was so yeah. into it and yeah. he was like looking at people and I was I think I swallowed my own vomit uh-huh. and I haven't talked to him since that's it also it wasn't a good positive experience no, no, it didn't I have talked it. to him yeah. since I just thought it was weird he really came alive so in a totally different way fuck karaoke I agree fuck karaoke. <laughs> Do they do karaoke in Canada? I'm sorry. I know it's... I, listen, I've been to Canada many times. They do, but they spell it with a C. Really? Karaoke. Karaoke. No. God, I wish that were do true. Do they do karaoke in They don't Canada? have the letter K, I don't think, in Canada. No. Memory serves. They don't. Actually, the letter K is spelled X. Okay. Which is a weird thing. Great, great, great. I don't know great. why, but they do that. Karaoke, in, I, I don't know. I've never been... I guess on the times... I guess, I all, I guess I've avoided it ardently in the United States and I've never been made to avoid it anywhere in Canada is the reason that I don't know it exists but I'm sure Maybe there's it does. just more respect alive and well. for those that say fuck karaoke in Canada I don't feel like it there's just a little more respect up north yeah do you sing though and then like did do you sing I mean like did you sing as part of no being I, an actor I love again I admire like those those triple threat people that sing and because if you're in if, when you were in New York, I'm sure you're surrounded by Broadway actors also. Yeah, those, and we used those to. It was, types. it was funny because the acting coach. Um, yeah, we're we're talking about the business, but the, um, the acting coach used to do uh, like Norm Lewis was in the class. A lot of Broadway musical. He was kind of the Broadway musical fixer, and it was always that joke of like, "Well, you're not a real actor. You're." <laughs> Broadway music. That was for me in college. It really was like the theater people and the musical theater people and the theater people sort of read our Sam Shepard plays and kind of turned our noses up at the musical theater people like we all know what you really chose. We know what you chose. You chose music and you chose singing. And then I was also like into you know, like rock and roll and I wanted to be Chrissy Hind or like I was into, you know, I was into lots of goth bands too, but um, but favorite goth band. 
Well, I mean, I guess what am I saying? What are we calling goth anymore? Do you know what I mean? That's what I'm curious. Are we talking? That's like, a really good question. Like Bauhaus? a cure. You know what I mean? Well, Bauhaus, yeah, but I guess yeah. I guess Peter Murphy's pretty goth. Well, in he Bauhaus, wasn't as yeah. He Have you ever seen Peter Murphy perform as... lately? Not lately, but oh he God. did just he just did some shows. Yeah, he's so good. He's still killing it. Oh yes, he sounds great, and he's even he's an I saw the voice. Cure. In, yeah, I saw the Cure Hollywood Bowl uh, last year. Last year, I was blown away. Amazing. Because Robert Smith went through a period a few years ago where it was kind of like, mm, I felt bad. Like, yeah. Robert, let's wipe the lipstick off. Right, right. Let's just, let's just age, buddy. Right. Come on, just age. Yeah. And his voice didn't sound so good. But then when I saw him, whenever a year or two ago, I have a terrible sense of time. Um, it was, and it was a last minute thing. And I was just like, oh my God, the cure. I was there for something. I was like, oh my God, I, I want to go see the show tonight. And it was three hours of just his songs. Yeah. No backup vocals, which blew me away. Yeah. And he did his catalog. And the only thing he said was like, uh, something about you might feel like it's, uh, it's three sets tonight. It's because it is. And then he Fair just enough. shut up and he played. And he, the very end of the night was like sort of a whole mixed, like love cats mixed in with like, he just did this medley. And it was like, wow. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah. Because I loved that music too. I loved like the Cure and Bauhaus. And, I mean, Depeche Mode. I, not, not, they're not goth, but. Yeah, but Depeche Mode. Yeah. Well, anything like New Wavy where you get into, yeah, especially like really old Depeche Mode and like Yaz when you're sort of in that yeah. plink plonk synths thing. I still totally loved that. But oh. um, was that your jam or did you, or were you all over the place with music when you were in high school? Um. Well, high school was see, high school. I, I have uh, high school was ten through twelve. Oh yeah. Okay, let's get this out of the way. I guess yeah. we've already established that you're Canadian. Yeah. From Alberta. Right. We yeah. say Calgary. And I say Calgary. Yeah. Which no one in Calgary says it. Because I was gonna say it's pronounced. Because my, my I'm I'm. Well, really happy to say that Bruce McCall is one of my best friends and he's from up there and I've, yeah, I, Loose Moose I, Theater. he's definitely never never yeah. called it Calcary. Yeah, Bruce McCauley. I did, I did some Loose Moose Theater there. I did I did improv in Calgary. Nice. Not much. But Bruce, yeah. Um, Calgary. Mm-hmm. So I just say it. I, I, I just so t- Okay, so high strange. school is, is what? Is 10 through 12. 10, through 12. Okay, so 10, 11, 12. Yeah, high so high is 6 through 9. Yeah. All right, we got to, yeah, then we can meld those two together because I always think of it as freshman through senior. So nine, What's 10, freshman? 11, 12. I still don't. Nine, grade nine. Freshman's grade nine, and mm-hmm. then sophomore is after freshman? Mm-hmm. So and then junior and then 10. senior. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they, they have a word for a year. Only once you start high school. Now that you say that, I've never thought about it before till this moment. You That's just rock my world. Fucking weird. One through one through eight is just grades. One, two, three, four, yeah. five, six, seven, eight. And then freshman. when you're in high school, freshman. And only when you're in high. Well, no, I guess when so you're in college, you school. do freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. Yeah. So grade nine is high, considered high school. For me, but I think also elsewhere in the United States, they do six through nine, and then nine, uh, and then ten through twelve. But not, because ninth grade is that sort of tipping point, right? Where. Like you could sort of, some kids could just as easily stay with the younger kids and some kids that's the kind of leaping off point where all of a sudden, you know, your your hormones, like where that thin sliver, especially for boys versus girls and maturity, seems like it makes sense to me that, 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 that it would be that there are some sections where it's six through nine and some sections where it's nine through 12. I think it's a good break, like, cause six through nine, 
I remember grade six. Sometimes I'll say stuff that I think's true, and it's not. And it's not because I'm a liar. And I'm it's not going to fact check, check, fact check you, and I really hope no one else does. I have, like, no idea sometimes. Yeah. I just, like, last week. You're probably just the person who says that. Everyone feels that way, but you're actually admitting it. I just don't, and I don't remember things, like, at all. <laughs> like, anything. I, I remember feelings and emotions, but I think I'm a little touched. Okay. <laughs> a, little, a little touched in the noggin. Because grade, I remember grade six, because I was bad before that. Bad being, I just, I, w- I think I had a touch of the old, whatever they call it nowadays, A-D-D-D-R-P-Q-R-N-S-T-V-X-Y. But certainly I, not K. I had that. No, K, K pronounced X. That's right. In Canada. That's right. Uh, X-E-O-K-E. And, and so grade six was a transition because I turned over and I became like something a better uh, human being didn't last long mm-hmm. no i did uh, six through nine and then it seemed like after nine like when you go into 10 it was a big like now i'm not a grown-up but now i'm going into grade 10 mm-hmm. it seems like more of a better break yeah than eight and i feel that many girls would say the opposite that at grade eight, you finish that, and then you're then you're like, oh, and then I had boobs, and then I had my period, and then I had, then I was like, I at felt like eight? that was a huge tra- the 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 transition for me between eighth grade and ninth grade was like massive, a big one. Yeah. So I wonder if that switched now too, because everyone is, it's all happening earlier. I yeah. mean, my son is looks sixteen, seventeen, and I, I don't know when girls are now like it's getting. Younger, it's earlier. Younger, it's for like sure earlier. Twelve, yeah. thirteen. Yeah. Or whatever. So yeah. I wonder if that transition is changing too, where now it's maybe, I don't know, grade six yeah. to seven. And what is does that mean? Thing? I guess we're not scientists. Like, what does that mean Speak in terms for of. Because we're having kids much later, as a, certainly as, as, a, as an American slash Western series of societies. We're having kids much Definitely later, but we're also later. having sex earlier and maturing earlier. There's sort of an interesting. I guess it's just the whole, the stretching out from both sides somehow. Well, it's also because now, you know, we're, we're not dying at 40, right? So yeah. we're dying at 80 or 75. So we're having our kids later. I don't know. That's what the, and this homo, homo, homo deus, homo deus, homo deus. talks about too, is all of that. Like how the evolution of, of us and how we're changing into a different species. Is, is it an optimistic book? Is it sort of, you know, here's, this is, this is, this is what we in the in a great way are evolving into or it's certainly not it's not a pessimist i mean it's not like you know reading like a christopher hitchens or someone like that who had a very you know uh, and i was reading this other george monbiot it's a british writer who is very like you know where he's coming from this is more presenting it mm-hmm. um the the i think it's a woman who wrote it and she just presents it more um she presents it very well because you enjoy reading it, but it's really not too uh, slanted in yeah. in either pessimistic or optimistic. It's more like this is how it's almost like presenting the history of the world. Mm. Here's the facts that I got that I'm presenting to you in a way that you can read, and that's what this book sort of does. It's like talking about how, you know what separates us from the animals and that how I gotta read this. And I am so fascinated writing. by all of that. I'm so fascinated by the idea that we are enough. We're animal enough to feel all of those old feelings, like especially for someone like me who has had this huge history of like, you know, panic disorder and anxiety when I was younger. And so all those very like lizard brain kind of, you know, survivalist, like, oh God, I I have to address this because I'm in danger when you're not in danger at all. 
and then to be evolved enough fight or flight absolutely but yet to be evolved enough to you know unlike that we know of any other animal to be able to look at that and look at our own history and our own evolution and go well in trying to work through this anxiety I have, I'm able to look back at my Lucy ancestor yeah. who was afraid of falling out of the tree, so she had trouble sleeping, so blah, blah, blah. That's why it I have... It comes from it's somewhere. So, it's so... It's such a... Again, like, this this place that we live in now where we've evolved to this point where we're able to have this tremendous kind of retrospect and the, and the ability to kind of look at what we might become, but we're still so, so attached and close to all of that old stuff. And like, what is the next version going to be? Is sure. it going to be because we are more animals. like, are we going to be computer? Did she talk about like the idea of artificial intelligence? Does that yeah, play into it? Touched yeah. on that a bit. I mean, not, not, I haven't got to that chapter yet. It's mostly animals and how we've, how we are obviously different from the animals, but also talking about how, it goes back to like Adam and Eve and how the, you know, the serpent was considered the bad thing. So that started to, in a sense, justify humans treating animals as lesser than. Oh, interesting. Which was pretty interesting. And then talking about, you know, pigs and cause I, I eat meat. I mean, I love meat. Yeah. I love meat. I love meat. Well, you're from Calgary. <laughs> I do. I love my meat. And, uh, but it, you know, talking about the pigs and how pigs are very emotional yet they're pretty much kept in these pens for right. bacon and, and all of that. And it's, and it's pretty sad. And you do quickly start. It's like, if, have you ever watched cowspiracy? Mm-mm. I'm afraid I, I have a heart, really hard time watching it. I, I feel like I'm not learning anything that I didn't already fear was true. And so I end up just avoiding stuff. Like yeah. That. I mean, cause but. most of it is right. You know that it's terrible and then you end up just feeling guilty. Yeah. Uh, cause you're like, fuck now I'm craving a hamburger. It's like the ABC, like non-smoking, like don't smoke commercials where they're coughing in a car. I was Uh like, I think I want to start smoking. (laughs) They just work like the fried egg. Uh, This is your brain on drugs. I'm like, I'm not into drugs, but fuck, I want to try them now. Yeah. I get to be like a fried egg. Uh, How cool is that? I thought you were just going to say you wanted to eat an egg, but I see that you took it all the way. Yeah, Yeah. I want to do the drugs. I just read recently too or heard cocaine and heroin. I'm no expert, and I just read this. And granted, I did a line before this, mm-hmm. so I'm also a little cloudy, <laughs> a little jack right now, a little on the old. <laughs> uh, where was I? Oh, it's because we were talking Dennis Hopper earlier. That's why I was thinking the cocaine. And oh yeah. And I thought, yeah. Um, they say that heroin and cocaine is actually on your system. It's not bad for you compared to let's say cigarettes mm. or alcohol that mm. do actual damage to your body like lasting Co- damage yeah, cocaine and yeah. heroin don't interesting it's just obviously the lifestyle and all of that that then goes with it that's bad so right. i mean all your listeners snort a line <laughs> snort <laughs> shoot it up, on guys. up i do i I actually do ask that all my listeners do a line before they listen to yeah. the podcast. I just want them to, if I can get them angry and sweaty, oh, but also like feel like they're connecting with the world. Along, absolutely. Right? You never hit a low. Put my, you know, you have the option on that podcast uh, app. Go ahead and put me on two X. Listen to me talking twice as fast. Yeah. Just, there's so much information. Just get it in there faster, 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 faster. Did you do drugs when you were in high school? No. I was never, I was always considered like, I was looked at, I never fit in. The Yeah, well, give me a picture of like, even just physically, how you could com- compared with and where you sort of fit in. I was strong, the- I was lean, 
Yeah, keep talking. <laughs> um, uh, well, I'm just, and again, I get confused between junior high and high school in my mind. Let's 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 think of sixteen year old you. Um, sixteen. Oh gosh. Well, I think I was. I left home the next year at 17 or 18 I was I was living in Europe or in Toronto or somewhere I don't know ask my mom ask my mom ask my mom think of Calgary by the way I think people some people think of Canada as like the positive uh, idea of it is this this idea of like just a bunch of white, just a bunch of white people who are all educated, who are all socialists, who are all there's no racism. There's just like it's everyone has their own eight acres of land because there are so few people up there, and no. uh, that's one of the things. Especially when you get into Alberta, like there's a lot of country folk up there. There's a lot of like, well, and this I mean, again Calgary is coming is out of and it's a very yeah. it's a very wonderful. So have you have you been? No, I haven't. You're just talking out your ass. I'm just talking from things that Bruce has told me or that he Oh, well, yeah, because if you're friends with Bruce, you know. Yeah. I, it's, a, it's such a great, I love this city. I really do. It's such a beautiful, clean, like, I just, that's, I, my focus is like, I'd love to go shoot something there for, for a while, you know, to, to spend time, more time there. But it's, uh, it's, it's a suburb, right? So you've got your downtown core and then it's just spread out. Mm-hmm. It's just sprawling mm-hmm. everywhere. Is it but, uh, racially dynamic? Is it Well, I called it. KK Calgary okay, great. for a reason. Um, and I will say that when I brought uh, someone there in the past, <laughs> I'm, try- I'm twitching. I'm twitching. <laughs> we Listen, before. at least you remember that you brought someone there in the past. I do, I do. But so, uh, and, and so she, she came uh, to, to meet the family back when. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so anyways we went and uh and this will probably be very popular with the listeners so we went to on a friday night the multiplex which these suburban multiplexes are huge right? yeah like big fire breathing dragon uh-huh. and arcades and there's like thousands of people sure. right you go in and there's 12 screens mm-hmm. and it was packed and so we went in there I think my sister and brother-in-law came too and wow he said let's you guys get the tickets we'll wait in line for popcorn because it's you know <laughs> the lineup is huge because everybody in calgary on friday night go to see sure movies. so we we line up and she made the comment being from new york and obviously seeing a lot more uh variety of mm-hmm. people she said is there uh any black people here <laughs> Um, and now again, I, I know we're this PC with terms and with what to say, and and uh, so I'll just say black. Mm-hmm. I think that's it's okay, appropriate, and fine. Ugh, says the whitest girl in the world. Yeah, everyone's so worked up now. It's just gross. You can't have fun anymore. I don't know what that means either. <laughs> <laughs> I just made my ears pop. Fake, fake line. And who does that? Uh, not me. And so, uh, so we're standing in line. Waiting. As far as the eye can see, and just. It's no, really, no black people. I was uh-huh. like, yeah. And the worst, going back to high school, since we're keeping with the high school, yeah, yeah. we did have one black person, I think, in our school. And, and, I, and I, I, I'm terrible to say, but, and his name was Washington. So talk about feeding into the entire, like one black person and his name's Washington. It's not helping Mm-mm. spread. Uh, I got to talk to that guy. We actually have him here. Washington. Hey, buddy, Washington. <laughs> hey W. W, can you come in here? Oh. Uh, I was just going to say something that would have been so like Bill Maher. 
not in what he said, but then a joke that would be funny and right. we'd laugh and then right. people would hear it and then they'd say, you're racist, even though it was funny. And you can only imagine there's about five jokes right there associated with calling out to sure. Washington. Sure. So we did keep waiting in line. And again, it's, I don't know, 150 people deep. Mm-hmm. It's the popcorn ride. We're like, we're. You're waiting in line for the popcorn we're ride. Inching. And again, I'm like, yeah, yeah, there's where, where's, where? Please don't say it was the person serving you. Show me a black person. Thousands of people keep in mind. Fire, everything dragon. Show me then, show me. Well, just, you know, they're around, they're around. Finally, we get up to the front. So it's maybe 20 minutes, 25 minutes. Finally. There, coming in the door. It was. I literally said it way too loud <laughs> and way too, but I was genuinely excited at the, the spotting yeah. of the black person yeah. coming in. Yeah. And then of course I next security yeah. and I got security and, and out they went. Oh good. Oh, what a relief. Yeah. I'm so glad the story ended as it well, so, well and proper should have. So there was one that tried to get in, but luckily I caught them and no, off they what went. What a citizen. What so, a I salute you. I salute thanks. you. And then I took off my white hat. Uh-huh. So I was wearing this big, this big I can't white see the movie hat. with this yeah. on. And I just had, I didn't oh. cut the holes right. So it was. Sure, um, sure. Bless your so heart. There you Bless go. Even heart. despite not saying the jokes that I was going to say you, that was going to offend, I still managed to offend. I'm, so. I'm comfortable with it. I'm comfortable with it. Uh, what about like other, so you're, so you're an all white school with one black guy or was it like there were some Asian kids? There was I a couple. Think, oh, BB. <laughs> I swear to God. No. That was the other black guy in Calgary growing no. up. No. BB in Washington. Oh, no. But BB's real name was Chris. Okay. So why do we call him BB? E. I don't know. BB. I forget what BB that King. stood for. That's all, that's no, all I it could wasn't, pick it up. No, it had nothing to do with that. I think okay. it was like. Bad boy. Know, or yeah, like. Bad boy. Big bounce. Big or bounce. Like it wasn't sure. something. Because again, I've never been like black, white, Chinese. I don't care what you are, gay, straight. Like you're, you're an asshole. You're not. That's sure. how I define people: man, sure. woman, gay, straight, black, white, eight, like yeah, whatever. Yeah, green. What do you feel like the ratio tends to be for you in your perception of the world? Mostly not asshole or mostly asshole? Uh, I guess it depends on how depends much coke on you've day. done. <laughs> yeah, and the amount of coke. How <laughs> fucked up I am. Um, yeah, it depends on the day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, the fuck off corral can get pretty packed mm-hmm, some mm-hmm. days, depending on the when mood. you did you have an attitude problem when you were uh, uh, in, in high school? Did you feel like you did you were your hormones expressing themselves in this is so funny uh, angst? Um, I never had a girlfriend in high school. I don't believe I think I only it wasn't until graduation, which is grade 12 graduation, that this girl I knew I sort of asked her, but she was not. I think she left. She dropped out of school. She was a she was in the uh, volleyball, and she was a big volleyball player. And she was taller than me, so she was like six two. Um, but other than that, I think the girl I loved in high school, loved, was in love with, was dating someone yeah. who was in grade twelve when she was in grade ten. Yeah. And I always loved her, and but and we did end up not hooking. Did we? <laughs> oh. <laughs> we ended up 
I think realizing we both actually had something for each mm-hmm. other, but she was with someone. And that's a very sweet John Hughesian kind of yeah development. But also heartbreaking because you're like, wow. So we spent all of high school, maybe Pining. together. But yeah, so I was I was not much of a of um of a, a um. Lothario? Yeah, yeah, it just wasn't happening for me because again, I was like, it, it sort of transferred over from junior high where I, I did theater, and so I won't use the term that I tend to use. I'll just say I was into theater. Mm-hmm. I was a th- theater mm-hmm. boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for the jocks, the athletes, I was a theater boy. Right. The theater people saw me as a jock or an athlete. Oh yeah. Well, what sport so were, the, what were you doing? I never fit in with the group. High school is when I think I started to focus just on volleyball. I mean, listen, here's my weird prejudice is that for some reason it never occurred to me that you would play volleyball up in Calgary. Well, Calgary is where the Olympics. Yeah, train I know. I don't even. The altitude. It's it so seems high. like such a beachy sport. It does it. Well, back, the, this was, I'm sure there was volleyball in Tucson, Arizona, where I'm from, and I and oh, yeah. for some reason I can't wrap my head it's around a very it. Like, why wouldn't it be sport? I, mean, I love volleyball. Just yesterday, I, I had a great. friend make fun of my this, this this pinky here, which is broken, and he was like, um, he he basically made fun of the fact that my pinky is broken because of volleyball feeding into the stereotype which was great in 1970 but again right. things have changed. <laughs> and even, my dad was a male cheerleader and he's like a dude so yeah my expectations are it's so ridiculous and and so we actually at in high in a high school i do remember this is a high school story i believe uh let's have the high school story alert yeah. sound effect <laughs> that might just be a tornado warning. Doesn't it look like there's like yeah, a tornado this is very, coming in? This wall of windows invites uh, a lot of w- and a it's lot of weather. It's so humid here, and I like I got soaked earlier on on my bicyclette, mm-hmm. and uh, it might just happen again. But that's I'm not afraid. Nor nor should you be. You know what you do? This is this is what I learned being in Thailand. Yeah, same. You Keep a ziplock. Always have a ziploc bag. Me too. And this is usually my wallet too, which people make fun of, but yeah. ain't no one making fun of me out there when my stuff's dry. No, sir. When my shit be dry. No, sir. That's proof. I know you guys were worried that there wasn't proof of a, a, a sealable baggie like, in his pocket. What do they call that again? Foley? There's a little bit of white dust that's just trickling out of there too. You might want to just turn it back from inside out. Oh, is that walking through snow? Or leaves or something? <laughs> I like the flexible Foley artist. What do you think it is? (laughs) Listen, I just make the sounds. You tell me what you think it is. And I'm happy with that. I still have dreams. (laughs) As a little boy, I dreamed of doing this. Um, So Broken pinky volleyball. volleyball So they thought, okay, so they thought of you. Well, volleyball had the reputation of obviously being, you know. It's not football. You're right. Yet in our high school, I clearly remember us volleyball players being bigger, mm-hmm. stronger. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I played volleyball, I was the shortest guy. I was the runt of the team. And how tall were you in high school? 6'3". Well, I was maybe, yeah. By then, I was probably almost 6'2", 6'1", 6'2", 6'3". But I was, I was big. Like mm-hmm. I got really muscular and had a large vertical because I was such a short player. But we were all like worked out, and especially when we got into the club volleyball and sort of entering, leaving high school, we worked out and we always had this thing with the football team because the football team was, you know, yeah, we're football. We're like, I remember 
my friend and I, who played volleyball, we were like, fucking anytime, guys. Anytime. Anytime you guys think you're tough guys, let's go. Yeah. We are angry. And there used to be a guy who, a football player, who was, was chewing one of them in Alberta. <laughs> and I remember my one teacher, we all have that teacher, Mr. White was my teacher in high school who really got me into appreciating and loving I'm mesmerized by the rain. Yeah, it's it's really a fine mist right now. But heavy. But heavy. heavy. It's mist. a heavy, beautiful, it feels like almost like it could just be fog. Like if you did a quick, it looks like we're just in yeah, it depends a where tremendous you look. amount of fog. Sorry, easily distracted, bright light. Shining. Well, I put you in the chair that faced the window, so Well, I could just look fault. over here. I could look at the cement. And be mesmerized by um, that. Fair enough. And, uh, and Mr. So White got you excited. What, what kind of, te- what did he teach? He got you passionate about? English. Yeah. And about the written word yeah. and about the joy of reading. And I just loved him. And we recently got back in touch, which was nice. It's, it's really, you know, the, the Facebook can, I can just do without and I do mostly. Um, so Mr. White was, I just I loved him as a teacher. And so there was one football player that did the spit <laughs> and would then left it in the desk. In class? Yeah. Oh, so my friend and I, who, who played volleyball too, um, put that That's right my there. hair, I apologize. <laughs> but, um, uh, five jokes that go alongside uh, the, the Washington, the W joke, that again, sure. they're all just left right over here. Sure, that, sure, that just in a sweet little pile. Time. Um, so uh, a friend I played volleyball with, again, we approached this tough guy football player who decided that that was cool to chew, spit, and leave it in someone's <sighs> desk in teacher's class that we respected it was the only time where we went up and we said swallow that right now that cup oh nice. that disgusting spit yeah so tough guy football player basically had to take it from us to nice. volleyball players and he, he sipped it so who's a tough guy now yeah who's a tough guy now were you and did you feel when you started doing theater was that in high school or did you already been doing it before then i did theater like since i think since i was 12 I don't know. See, my mom always corrects me. Like I, I did in elementary school, which I tell people at these cons, which I, you know, you start to think back on this. Do you know Betty Boop? Mm-hmm. Boop, 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 boop. In elementary school, I used to perform at school assemblies in drag as Betty what Boop. What a beautiful story. Like, what? And you don't remember how that started not my yeah. parents aren't actors or entertainers my sister's not betty boop like why did what yeah and nobody's questioned that uh-huh. <laughs> it's great and i remember tanya element uh, this is elementary school um oh, my bike's gonna be so wet <laughs> so clean so fresh and so clean i should have had you roll it upstairs that's all right that ain't gonna hurt um, and so <laughs> Stephen just fell asleep. I yeah. What happened to him? I'm really glad I put away my, um, 3d magic eye posters <laughs> where if you, if you unfocus your eyes, you can see three dolphins. I was like, Hey, what? Uh, Steven, oh, come oh, back, here, here, come back, please. Sorry. Um, and so the, uh, the volleyball, um, yeah. Theater. Oh, Betty Boop. Uh, did that and I have no idea and then I just I did theater like grow like when I was a kid and then it w- actually in high school is when I stopped 
because in high school, my mentor, who was the drama teacher, but I never took drama in school, I was still doing theater. I remember I did the long and the short and the tall when I was in, which was at the local theater thing, and I played a British soldier. Oh, this is like community, like a like outside of outside of high yeah, school. Yeah, never as well. performed in high gotcha, school. Gotcha, gotcha. I never gotcha, gotcha, did a play in high school. I don't even know if our high school had plays. Gotcha. There was a drama class I remember with this my mentor Peter Spear, who ended up like pushing for and getting me into uh or or applied for rada and i was like oh wow and and that was sort of my path i felt but then i got into volleyball and then and he used to take me to the fringe festival rocky horror picture show like he was my mentor and then i'm pretty sure it was in grade 12 i think i don't know he died Mm. and he died of pneumonia Oh, no. Which was, yeah. this is yeah. back in the day when we didn't know what was going on. Yeah. And so that was the, found a skinny man died of a big disease with a little name. And that yeah. was sort of the, and, and it really killed me. And it really killed my, like, I was like, Ugh. and then I just focused on volleyball. I was like, I'm just going to be a volleyball player. And that, and then acting sort of went away for years. Because I focused on, on that. Well, That's funny. D- Good story. Uh, no, listen. <laughs> I think it's interesting. Not everyone can wrap up a AIDS volleyball <laughs> race card. It takes a certain something. Oh, a fuck. certain something. Well, were you outside of those two things? Were you an adequate student? Were you would you were you the kind of person who would be excited about like if I'm into this and I like the teacher, I'm gonna get into it. And if I don't loved school. Why am I doing this? You love school. Yeah. Great. Which my son would never like. He's like hey. Hate, you know, I hate school. I never understood it because I loved, I don't like the institution. Yeah. It's obviously heavily flawed with prior, like what's prioritized and what's important. But as far as learning, oh, I loved it. And I loved uh, the structure of, you know, challenging yourself. And I would, uh, in true story, like Friday nights, I would stay home and do like a book report over going out. Nice. There was something I just really wasn't like nerdy geeky, but I preferred that. And so it's, it, it's always been with me. Like people view me a certain way and it's like, mm, so not the yeah. case. Yeah. I'm, I'm so not that person that people think or even like the, oh, you know, you're crazy. You're oh, no, I mean, we all got sides to us, but I was like, no man, not that. Not at all. I loved, I loved the, the reading and the book reports and God, high school, Dr. E.P. Scarlet High School. Is that a public school? Public school, yeah. And a good school, a decent school? I don't know. That's I mean, how I feel about my school. Like, I, th- I guess, I mean. That's what's tough then once you have a child and, I, and like, again, I've, you know, his, his mother has done everything regarding finding the right school and she's the, Right, know, power to her and in, in what in what she does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <sighs> and so, <laughs> he's shaking his lustrous hair. Shaking his lustrous hair. Um, so it's interesting when you have a kid because you like, and especially kind of being a socialist. Eh, it's just like I don't know what a good school is like. One that teaches ABC one two three. Yeah, like. How would I know 
and, and, and this is not to say, because education is so important, again, not because of the degree, but because of how it trains your brain and how you, the, the, the knowledge and learning and expanding your mind, that's what's important, not that fucking degree, because you're going to change, you know, there's, there's no, especially nowadays, there's no guarantee of anything. Right. So yeah, go to school, get your 10 degrees and get your big job, but then you still might lose it. You know, everything's unstable. So just know as much as you can and, and know how the brain, the importance of learning of that, all you kids listening out there. <laughs> to learn is to grow. Mm, that's a good thing. Bring. That was my rainbow. And then there is a rainbow. That's one to nope. grow on. No rainbow. Bring. Yeah. We are socked in here. Yeah. We are socked in. Oh, yeah. Never seen it like this in my life. There's uh. some blue there, too. <laughs> Pouring. On the other, just on the other side of this, I feel like Is I there can blue? see the sun. Yeah, I think so. Wow. Yeah, I mean, even yeah. And uh, and so the uh, uh, um, the rain distracts me. I hear the rain. I hear the rain. Do you know that song, The Violent Femmes? Yeah, I love the Violent Femmes. God, to kill the pain. That was I a good. That was a, that was a definitely a band. I mean, yeah. They were touring again recently. Yeah, he did. Yeah. I have a comedy festival in San Francisco. I don't know if I've told you that, but he uh, he came in. A comedy and, festival in San Francisco? Mm, I'll tell you about it offline. These guys know far too much about it probably already. But What does that mean? I mean, I founded and produced a comedy festival that I've founded and produced 16 years ago with two former sketch troupe mates. And it's just become this behemoth of a 16-year-old child. What, hap- like, what happens? Uh, tons of stuff. Oh, I'll have to bring you up for something. You do, you've done a lot of drama, so I guess that's probably why I haven't done it yet. But and, and so you're gonna, it's a weekend? No, it's three weeks. It's three weeks long. It's like 17 venues. It's, it's, what are you talking it's enormous. About? It's an enormous. Three weeks in San Francisco. Mm-hmm, in January, sometimes early February. Ma'am. Uh, 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 so, uh, you... Huh? Yep. What do you do for three weeks? I don't understand. People come for three weeks. Do you develop? Well, a, a movie I mean, we have. We, I go up there. I go up there uh, for the month, basically, like a week before we open, and then we open and we just have all different kinds of stuff. So we'll do. What movies. do you mean you open? We'll do. I mean, like our. You know, we'll have opening night, and then we'll have like two hundred different shows from theaters that fit fifty people to theaters that fit two thousand people, and oh, all through. So we'll do reunions. Incredible. Like we'll do tributes. We'll do, like, and we've branched out now to where, like, we'll do a tribute to, you know, somebody like, well, you know, we did a tribute to, like, you know, um, Cloris Leachman or something, but then we've done a tribute with Gary Shandling and, and Conan O'Brien. For those of you who are familiar with the festival, I really apologize, but it is so, something I guess I'm pretty well, yeah, proud I'm of. just very fascinated by this because, yeah. uh, you know, I don't know these things. So, and you have, uh, you say all these different venues for three weeks, people, it's all stand-up? No, sure, no, not at all. No, no, no. So we'll have like, uh, you know, like we had that, like the kids in the hall reunited to do a sketch show at one theater, but then elsewhere there's there's some yeah yeah for you? there's uh huh and there's some like in the state and the uh, Mr. Was this show before their tour? Uh, yeah oh Bob uh, uh, Bob and Dave yeah wow um you're big time man I'm big time now I'm big timing you that's an actual verb where like I'm big timing you by bragging you're about totally all big this timing but me. yeah. But so then we'll, we'll do have like, there will be a movie going on, like a movie screening going on. Like we had re- reunited the nerds from Revenge of the Nerds, but then elsewhere in the, in the Booger? Booger. Booger. Oh yeah. Booger's been at the festival many times. Curtis Armstrong. Yeah. He's the best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause we had a better off dead live read where the cast came back and like read on, on stage the thing and we'll have live music. And so lots of, lots of music too and improv and sketch and stand up oh and I'd film love to do like and a stage television reading. Reunions. I love readings. 
Oh, we'll definitely bring you for I something. Couldn't, I couldn't do like something funny or stand up or I'm, I'm too scared. We'll bring you for a staged reading. I think that's a perfect solution. Do what? Bring you, we'll bring you out for something like that, like a staged reading of yeah. some whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be Because you know a ton of the people. I mean, you know, just from shows you've done, you're around people who are like heavily steeped in that shit. Anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah, I like the funny peoples. That was a real segue. I don't even remember how that started. The... The festival thing? Yeah. I don't know why I brought it up, which is, that's obnoxious if I was like, <laughs> apropos of nothing, um, I'm a producer of a comedy festival. No, it was probably because I was oh, going on about, about something we and it was just like, about... it was getting boring and so you just wanted to, to I plug I swear something. there was a reason for it. All of you listening, you know Maybe what that reason is. Bad? I wish that I could go to the past. Was I talking about sad things and you wanted to bring up something no, that was happy? No, and I don't think that it had, I thought I was like, oh, maybe it was had to do with the rain, but that's definitely not no. it. Um, Fuck, I don't remember. I wish this was a cassette we could rewind. I know, I know. I totally derailed Maybe the us. worst uh, impression. I did a good Foley earlier with the uh-huh. <laughs> That was solid Foley. Is solid not how Foley. an old cassette tape yeah. sounds. Fuck, I have no idea. But I, I, there really was a very specific reason that I, I was like, okay. Because I had a point that I was, was moving. It? I was pushing to, and I was like, I, it had to do with my festival or being a producer but it was like, let me just quickly say that so I can make my point. And, and I, I have, have absolutely no game, idea maybe? what it was. You guys I'm do a volleyball sure tournament? I'm sure I didn't have a volleyball game going. I'm sure of it. Um, we're talking about schools, what, what makes a good school, days? what makes it bad. He is, um, well, he's written a couple of books that are wonderful, like books of essays and stuff. Oh, he's such an amazing writer. Just, as, just, the, just wonderful, funny, poignant dark great essays about just little things here and there um and he is right uh he directed he was just in uh toronto shooting i guess it's toronto they shoot schitt's creek with eugene levy and those guys he went in and wrote an episode and then directed a few episodes and now i think he's back in la i'd love to do a schitt's creek i saw um um levy um eugene levy Right? Oh, his what? His son or Eugene Levy? Yeah, no, his son. Yeah, I think his name. I don't know. Dan? I think so. I don't watch it. I haven't watched it yet. It's that's hilarious. And and my 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 son and I were watching it uh, last year. We were binge watching it and laughing and just it was it was really wonderful. So I posted, you know, quality time with my boy watching Shit's Creek, and then Dan responded. You know, it's the, the the verification thing gets you. Oh yeah, you get weight. Yeah, and so he responded, and he's we have the same manager in L.A. So then my manager was telling him I was a fan of the show, and he's like, "Oh my god, I'd love to have Stephen on." I got her. I'm like, "Yeah, yeah totally, write something for me." Absolutely, love to do that show. absolutely. Again, just like the show we did. Yeah. Um, fun. Like it's just so fun to do to do comedy, and especially to work with people that are, you know, because again, improving and comedy. You, you and I know we're not going to talk about the business, but. There is a, a lot more responsiveness because that's if you have a comedic improv background, that's what it's all about. Yeah, yeah. Especially even the old theater games. I tell of every, yes, yeah, say yes absolutely. To you have to go along with everything, and it's all based. Absolutely. On if you're not paying attention, you're fucked. Yeah. If you're not a team player, you're fucked. And I love that. It's great. It's, it's that's I can. That's why. A and lot it's alive of actors, and present. Yeah, in a totally different way. You know, the, be it like Peter Sellers. 
you know, obviously also a lot of comics are, you know, Robin Williams, dark, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're all, I, I'm a bit of a jackass and I always say, well, it's just because it's this or the fetal position. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, there's no joke there. It's literally a lot of fetal position, yeah. you know, cause you, I don't know. It's interesting with the world of comedy and comics, the darkness that, and which generally makes them not all of them, but you know. There are, there are a lot of uh, comics, I don't know, comedians, whatever one wants to put that label as, that are terrific actors, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, that are really, really go... I mean, for me, it's like a, a Peter Sellers, but there's obvious... That just came up for my... Just when you look at Dr., you know, Inspector Clouseau versus being there, you know, Chancey Gardner, like that. Yeah. Whew. I told yeah. my dad once about being there, watching it. It's one of my favorite films and books. It's amazing. Love, love Jersey. Oh, I don't know. I've read the book. I should read the book. Read Painted Bird. That's another great um, Jersey, Jersey Kaczynski wrote that. Um, but yeah, I told my dad to watch that. I mean, dad doesn't, he's not a cinephile. Mm-hmm. He watched the news. That mm-hmm. was his thing. Six to 6.30, Daryl Jans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Big shout out to Daryl Jans there in Calgary. How you doing, bud? Hey, buddy. Uh, Great stuff. Peace, yo. Oh. And uh, doing. <laughs> boing. <laughs> that's the jingling of his ring on his broken pinky, everybody. No, that's me. I'm playing a prison guard and I have. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's my bad. It's my fault. Of course, that's what it is. Are they in a very deep pocket? No, no, no. They're the old, like the ring. Yeah, but. Okay. You know the the guys that walk. Oh no, I know. Like Green Mile, and like I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go open up cell number uh-huh. sixteen. Uh-huh. He's got to go get his bread, or I don't know, maybe I'll it's take a, him into it's the a hole. Ring of, it's you're a small. You're fucking going to the hole. <laughs> you're fucking going to the hole because you fucking <laughs> threw the mushy peas. <laughs> and then I'm. A small ring. Now, see, that's better because the other one sounded like a, a tiny ring with two safety deposit keys on it, kind but of I'm tinkling. I'm still walking <laughs> like I'm walking through snow. That's why you talked about your festival because you're like, fuck, uh, dude. It's going to haunt me. Get, stop it's not even going to haunt me long because I'll just rewind this after you leave and then text you and go, dude, I was going to say blah, blah, blah. What was that? Yeah, we be were curious. talking about Let me know you what that doing segue your is. community theater. We were talking about you doing. I mean, I just am. I can't, I can't draw a line at uh-huh. all, but I swear there was one. I'm sure there was. I just don't know what it was. Fuck. Um, I can't, this, I forgot to tell you I do this. Uh, I'm going to tell you what this is really quick, guys. I'm going to pause this because I don't want to put you through the mash description uh, yet one more time. Six hours. This is a six hour podcast. And it is, well, see now the is sun's that? coming out so you won't be stuck here for six. I no. didn't tell you I'm a blabbermouth. Uh, hold on. on, guys. Stop. Okay, I think, I don't know, I feel like my explanation of what this is made it more confusing rather than less, but just... And welcome just back. Fly. <laughs> you don't have to do that right on the podcast. Thanks to our sponsor. No, I don't that's have... I was expecting. Like, I don't have any ads. And welcome back. No. That's okay. it. There was nothing. It was as if no time had passed. And we never rewound and found out. And we never rewound. It was an opportunity missed, for sure. But still continued to a talk mystery. non-stop. Yeah. Do some people talk non-stop and some people tough this is not an interview this is we're just chatting this is the conversation uh i don't know oh yeah the air conditioning in here is extremely oh, loud there's a real sense in. of urgency no 
No. And I, and I thought when I first moved in here, I thought I'm not ever going to be able to sleep when that comes off and on. <laughs> and of course now I'm completely used to it and I don't notice, but <laughs> all right, let me ask you this. Okay. So we're playing in my match. categories. Yeah. Th- let me start with this. Three movies that you can step into at will. You're not reliving the plot and you're not one of the characters. It's just, you can dive into that world and just be in that space, just in that, in that environment, the way, whatever that movie makes you feel, or if there's a particular character in it, whatever, you know what I mean? Because I want to rewatch it. No, like it's like a alternate universe. Like, Oh, Oh, I can actually go in and live inside of Goodfellas. I'll give you an example. Cause sometimes people say, it. just get, get it Something all over you want me to live in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like three, like you can just kind of like jump into it. Neverland. Like, yeah, if you want or star Wars or fuck. I've already totally stopped the, I've, I've already stopped your brain. No, no, because I'm thinking... Oh, I should... I mean, this is a very, like, childlike fantasy world game that I play. So things I would want to step into. Mm -hmm. Uh, See, because immediately I was like, my name is Joe, Mm -hmm. which is about, like, an alcoholic. And it's not just because I love the film. I don't really want to step into that world. (laughs) Um, uh, I know, that's where you tease apart, like, quality films versus, like, oh, this is, like brain candy that I just want to go in and be, you know, sort of be a kid and disappear into. Well, something, I mean, like, and again, I don't watch a lot of Will Ferrell movies, but like, I tried to watch Step Brothers once and I was like, Meh. but then I happened to watch it again recently and I was like, yeah, I'd love to step into that world just because it was fun. That's a really funny movie and I, I think I felt the same way about it the first time I saw it. The first time I just thought it was really crude and crass and it didn't make sense. I think I was watching it with my son and we turned it off because it was like, not that I was protecting him from right. you know, other dick jokes or whatever, but I right. was like, this is just, You're just like, dumb. Yeah. yeah. But then, so, so I don't know what made me think of that. So step into that. Love it. I like that we have the word step in the name of the, that's yeah, very, very literal. Maybe that could be another level to this the, game. What have you said that? The movie Step Mom with uh, Susan Sarandon, the movie yeah. Step Brothers, and then it's just Step by Step, the show. Is there another Step movie though? Yeah, there is. Uh, step it up. Step it up and possibly step it up too. Those was are the Chan- movies. Was I that think. Channing Tatum? Was that his first? I don't movie? know. Was it? I'm not sure. I don't. I'm trying to think of s- dance movies I've seen. Not many. Um, another one. Uh, some sort of like because I just did this space film, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I sort of enjoyed that, but not like Star Wars. Like I liked more like, like a 2001 Gravity. Yeah, like Euro- Euro- Europa Report mm-hmm, or like mm-hmm, Life on mm-hmm. Mars. So. Europa Report. Okay. What, oh, have you seen Moon? I'm sure you have. Sam the, Rockwell? The designer on that, Tony Noble, is yeah. the one that designed my space pod oh, that I shot in England. Oh, great. And I just met with the casting director in England who cast Sam Rockwell in Moon. How about that Yay. connection? Duncan Jones. You know Duncan Jones, right? Mm-hmm. The director of Oh, Moon? yeah. Sorry. I thought you were saying there was a casting director. But do you know who Duncan Jones is? Don't I? Do you? Do I? What? Do you? <laughs> I guess not. Duncan Jones, the director of Moon. Yeah. Do you know who he is? I know that he directed Moon, but I don't know what no, else he's he directed. David Bowie's son. Oh, 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 I did know that. Okay. I apologize. I did know that. Okay. That was made uh, a big deal to me when I saw Moon, but I forgot okay. utterly until All just right. now. But Moon, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. So th- did I give three? Yeah, no, you step gave Europa Report. Step, step brother. Well, I have Europa Report in here. Do you want me to switch out for Moon? Well, there, yeah, moon. Let's put moon. Yeah. And then one more. What about like, you know, like, uh, do you like, uh, you know, 
oh, this is set in the Scottish Highlands kind of thing. Like a, you don't know. fucking tell me what I like. It's a question. Like. I, oh, sorry. I formed that as a question. I totally jumped on you there. I apologize. I just. Mm-hmm. I know. Um. Oh. Yes. Um. But I wasn't a big fan. I know it's air conditioning. Oh, it sounds like a, a hissing, unsan- dying like dinosaur. Just died. Yeah, <laughs> that's a death rattle. That's a death rattle. Like they just fucking got the off the spacesuit, right off the spacesuit. Yeah, yeah there and when you it go. starts up, it's like yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really intense. Yeah, it really lets you know when we're starting and ending on that AC. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Shake it off, Steve. I know Shake it off. you're all right. I was going to say like an epic, like I love like not Lawrence of Arabia because I'm not like Lawrence of Arabia, but you know, something like you just mentioned the Highlands, like something in the the country, actually even something in, but I don't know again if this is the world, Joshua Jackson, you know, who's in the affair, Mm -hmm. Dawson's Creek. He did a a movie in uh, Newfoundland where he's dying of cancer. (laughs) there's the world i want to be in (laughs) oh today's world where everyone's dying of cancer got it remember philadelphia something like that (laughs) what a hoot (laughs) what a joy ride tom hanks level eight Uh, i love anything that's set in i i really really enjoy it's something i figured out at a very young age anything set in a quiet foley uh crunching through snow like that kind of environment, like Newfoundland or yeah. like everything Scandinavian. So that's, that's what I'm like, getting at. Like something, just the sound of like, the air uh, and the snow blowing, you know, like, um, like, um, 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 um the, yeah. <laughs> like never, like I might go to never cry wolf, which is pretty intense. Cause that's just me and one guy watching wolves, but and still, again, this wasn't, but I love the, like uh, gray. Was it gray? Mm, that William Neeson movie. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I survive into the wild. Great. Boom. There There's the one into the there wild. There we go. Survival tales yeah. in the woods. Yep. Man yep. versus nature. Yeah. Man versus himself. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was, What's that, that one? That should be a little quicker. I, I took way too You're much time. You're just warming up. You're just warming up. But because I didn't quite understand. You're just warming up. I didn't understand the question. To be What's the with one? You. It's not called into the wild, but it's something similar. The one with Anthony Hopkins and um, what's his name? Oh, Alec, Alec Baldwin, Baldwin. That David Mamet that was one. Shot where, that was Alberta. There you go. That was in Alberta. There you go. Like black bear or something. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Called like No, but there was a bear, a, definitely a bear in it. Yeah. But I think it was something like something Even wild. like the Revenant, like yeah. something like I love yeah. that. Oh, time. yeah. And that shot in Alberta thing. too. I think I want, if my life could just be shot with a blue filter, that's basically what I'm getting at. Like Barbara just Streisand? Just a blue filter. Is her life shot in a blue filter? I don't know if it's blue, but doesn't she always have that? Well, she might have like the Vaseline, that. but I'm talking about everything kind of looks like it's cloudy outside. You know, like the Revenant, everything sort of has okay. a blue tint to it. It looks... Did I you like, like The Revenant? Uh, did I like it? I don't know if that's the word I would use. I was fascinated by did it. Did you see it on I the big screen? I was engrossed. No. Oh, well, there you go. Because I, really I think, think it, was, it was an art installation. Yeah. I, it, it was. I definitely was. I appreciated it for sure. Yeah. All right. Let me get to this next category. Uh, Bear rape. Three places in <laughs> the world. <laughs> I mean, I don't think he was raped by the bear, but listen, it's fine. Uh, oh, I love three that places scene. in the world where you would have a vacation home. <laughs> and goodbye, everybody. Oh. And then just the sound of footsteps running away quickly. I could do more Foley. Uh, <laughs> 
Does that? I don't know if that registers. I don't know because you don't have the beloved. Yeah, the can. Oh, the cans. Big talk. Uh, Okay. Sorry. Uh, Three three places in the world where if getting there were, it it was more just like you could teleport yourself so you don't have to deal with, unless you want the journey of getting there. But three places where it'd be nice to have a sort of getaway, vacation. Paris. Great. Vancouver. Canmore. Where's that? Alberta. Oh, there you go. Great. Okay. See how fast you answered those? Yeah. Three. Now, to, now, next one is blue, three, orange, <laughs> and light blue. Next question. No. I'm good Fuck, now. He's on I'm fire. cooking. Go uh, on. Three. Uh, Shag. <laughs> tall tree. Blue skies. <laughs> next question. This is, out of, this is spun so wildly out of control. I don't even know how to handle it. Go. Three. John uh, Denver. <laughs> Depeche Mode. Leather couches. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Fuck, this is a Sorry. disaster. What a disaster. Ugh. This could um, essentially be six podcasts now. So, you know, yeah. you don't have to have That's trying to really break it apart into so, it's a real saga. Uh, three, three skills that you wake up with tomorrow that you have somehow expertly honed in your sleep. Oh, banjo. Great. Which would be guitar too, but banjo first. Yeah. Yeah, because if you can play the banjo, guitar is a sin. They say banjo's hard way harder. Guitar. So way it would harder. be it would be that uh, prolific writer, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like as in a book, like mm-hmm. sit down and write a book, not a screenplay, not a, t- a yeah. book. Yep. You know, George Eliot, mm-hmm. Middlemarch, mm-hmm. Dostoevsky, something like that. Yeah. And then uh, the the third would be. trade like mechanic Mm -hmm, yeah you know plumber something just so that's broken i'll fix it i know me too that's broken i'm gonna break it more Mm -hmm. (laughs) i just put mr fix it mr fix it yeah just like i'm gonna Uh, fucking fix shit lord yeah mr fix fix some shit great great three uh time periods that you travel and hang out in in a safety bubble so you're not gonna like die of the grip the black plague <laughs> or the black plague did i say black cholera what you say? the black the black the black the black plog the black plog i love henry larland's black flog he's so cool i got to work with him i did too did you do what was a voiceover no i did a movie with him nice cool guy so smart yeah, and also like super sweet. Took for me, me in the show that I did with him, he took his work very seriously, and everyone was intimidated by him, even though he did nothing to merit that. People were just like he walked in as Henry Rollins, and people were like, <laughs> "Well, he's also he's, he's different now too." Because I mean, Black Flag, I remember Black Flag when he was. I mean, he's not that anymore. No. Yeah, he's you know he's smaller and not big thick meat you know neck (laughs) just a very lovely man so three time periods Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. and and places like if that helps you know i want to see but you know you can go back and you can go into the future if you want to homo deus homo deus um gosh it's 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 tough actually because i don't i mean I like, I sort of would, the Victorian period would be rather interesting. I'm a, like Amadeus. That's mm-hmm. what's, that's the 18th that's century. 
again, this is not like now you live there. This is sort of, I, for me, it's just, um, God, just the idea of not being able to take it out of a book, not being able to like, not really, like even when I see photographs of people from like the twenties, I can't totally get there that they were real people. Right. (laughs) It's a horrible thing to say, but no, I but just it get is. trapped. There's, there's distance. You get trapped in the. It's like it's like a concept instead of reality. And I think being able to actually visit, you know, like turn of the century New York, where everything just smelled like piss and shit. Yeah, and five soot, And people were dressed to the nines yeah. and just filthy. Well, that's up why I love to the, the Victorian era too for the attention yeah, to detail I think that's great. and what okay. they did in the powdered wigs. Exactly. That I would love to wear and exactly. all of that. Just dress up. Like, like how that. short is a day if it takes you that long to get ready? Oh my god! And get unready. But again, the at detail, the end of the just day. of everything, right? The the houses and in this book, Homo Dias, coming out this September. No, it's already out. Um, Homo Dias. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do a TV show, Homo Dias. Um, Homo Dias, Homo Dias, Homo Dias, Homo Dias, Homo Dias. Into the Mozart there, and it talks about lawns and how lawns are sort of in a, a, a symbol of wealth and how mm. it goes back to the Victorian era when the homes were lavish and the lawn was such and such. Anyways, um, so the Victorian era, and I'd love to go into like beginning of man, like when this planet yeah. was like fucking like dinosaurs. Like how fucking cool would that be? Like right out there, there's no buildings. So just, which the Victorian era, you'd get that sense anyways. Yeah. There wasn't as many people. So definitely like maybe Neanderthal, maybe Neanderthal days because right. I'm kind of Neanderthal mm-hmm. myself. So I was going to say, what if I limited it to it has to be a place where that mustache would be appropriate? Oh my God, 70s. Yeah, but for sure like the, the old West too. Like, um, like the, like, you know, Deadwood era. Oh my God. Westworld shot on the Deadwood set and I just lost Oh yeah, I was going to ask where that shot. I was just malady. I was just yeah. like, oh, I'm yeah. It, this is a holy sacred place. Paid to, 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 to do this. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I would do that. That would be a fun time too. The the West. Let's do it. The frontier. Yeah, the Wild West when it was just like I don't like you. Sort of yeah. like America. That's today. right. That's right. Don't forget what this country was founded on. America. 100%. Capitalism and killing each other. Yeah. Good job. Go gold. <laughs> Gold. All right, listen. This next category is a mash staple. Uh, It is uh, three women that can be from any period of time. They can even be fictitious characters. They don't have to be like actresses, but it could be, or could be a character someone played. Uh, It could be George Eliot. It could be uh, anybody. It could be, but uh, from any era uh, that are like alternate universe, like sexy times or your alternate universe companion, however you want to think of it. That I'd want to hang out with? Yeah. But if you don't want to, ha- but if it's like, I'm just attracted to this, like I'm attracted to the character of, like someone recently picked Mila Jovovich in this fifth element, probably not because they thought I'm going to like have deep conversations with this girl, probably because they wanted to have sex with the orange haired girl in a bandage. Um, but you know, so it can, can also just her. be like, it can be straight attraction or it can actually be like, Oh, this is somebody that, you know, I want to hang out with Meryl Streep's character from Julie and Julia. Uh, well, my, my, the first thing that pops in my head is Tilda Swinton. Ugh, agreed. She's so amazing. And, and a, do you want to hear a quick story about that? Yeah. Because I've never worked with her and I'd love to. And I find her as an artist, a human, just fascinating and incredibly Agreed. talented. Agreed. Um, she did her, the art installation at MoMA where she was in the glass box. Mm-hmm. And it was the strangest thing. And this is, uh, I'm going to share it, but it's going to sound terrible. But it's, 
it was the weirdest experience and it sounds wrong and weird and maybe I shouldn't, but I had the, it was her in the glass box and I had the weirdest urge and it wasn't a pervy thing and it wasn't like a sexual thing. I don't know what it was. Maybe I wanted to be part of the art installation. Like, cause I'd love that. Like Marina Abramovich, what she did and all that. And I really wanted to like do a pee pee smear against the glass. Mm. Just drag my, pee pee along mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was the weirdest thing i was mm-hmm. like i don't know why i'm feeling this right mm-hmm. now because again it wasn't a sexual thing or it wasn't yeah. like i'm not a revealing type of sh- yeah. sh- pull it out guy but I, I really wanted to do that so tilda swinton i'll <laughs> <laughs> never be working with her again because <sighs> Stephen keeps pulling his penis out on set can we please ask Stephen <laughs> to keep his penis on this in his pants during this uh, the scene uh. um Tilda Swinton, and uh, I would say, uh, actually, I would say George Eliot because I just I, I love her writing. She's one of my favorite writers. And then, um, gosh, who else? I'd almost say Bjork. I don't know why, mm-hmm. but she just if could get her when she's not just nuts. Yeah, well, this is your game, so it can be like the idealized version of Bjork, but and maybe just has the, slightly the less temperamental. I mean, yeah, what a, the, the sort of brain and what an artist. Yeah, just someone who's maintained that individuality and agreed that character. And wow, these are yeah, these are like pr- three pretty incomparable women, which I think is yeah, uh, strong. That's a strong good theme. Uh, okay, and then uh, this is this next one is like uh, almost sort of a bat phone situation where some Uh-oh. some real life person, living or dead, that you could pick up the phone and just chat with. They'd be great, you know, happy to hear from you, give advice, uh, make you laugh, whatever whatever that sounds like. But it's a sort of like, oh, you didn't know that I had a pers- you know personal relationship with my granddad Bondi or whatever. Great. He was such a just calm listener, wonderful man. Um. Some people are probably really good, like quick answers. It's not always, it's not, it, there isn't always a through line either between like somebody who improvises for most of their spare time sometimes are the slowest. Um, I mean, I've been reading a lot, like writers are fascinating yeah. to me, you know, even like a, Nothing wrong with that. Like, I don't know about a, you know, maybe a Dostoevsky. Sure. Someone to call, but just for their, their point of view. I mean, smart people really turn turn me on, excite me because of their the challenges that they they make you think. Mm-hmm. Um, but to call and have a and have a good good chuckle with or something. Good lord, I could use a good chuckle. <laughs> Storms coming again. Wave number two. Look What's at that. that way. It's getting so dark. Good looking. Too dark to see. Third person I'm thinking of, it would be. No, I keep popping up with people. I'm like, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Not that person. Like some, uh, some, you know, someone. I mean, it was just the Johnny Cash Museum, but I, would I really call him to ask for stuff? No, I like him. Um. Honestly, I mean, someone like Gord Downey, which breaks my heart a bit. He's just very witty. He's Canadian. Yeah. Why does it break your heart? 
because he's dying. Yeah. He's got a brain. And he toured with his band, The Tragically Hip, as instead of doing treatment. He was like, I'm going to go out the way I came in, performing yeah. with my band. And, you know, you're watching with that sense of it. Any, because he had the surgery and he's got the scar now. And he's only 52. Mm. And he gave this interview on the CBC. Which is this shit. And uh, he had to write down the name of his girls. He says the most heartbreaking thing yeah. is that I had to write down my girls' names because oh I don't God. remember them. This was a few oh months God. ago. I don't know what state he's in now. But yeah. he's... That's like Terry Jones from Monty Python. Yeah. Not Stop. being able to, yeah. But he was, you know, he's such an entertainer. And, you know, I don't really listen to the hip as much as I used to. But great lyricist. Always seemed very grateful. Was with the same band for all these years. And writers, artists, painters. I just, I get so inspired by them. Yeah. These are great answers, for God's sake. Okay, the final category, because I scratched this fat. out as if I were... <laughs> As if I were an angry child. Uh, what? Um, the final category for you is... Diamonds. Great. Next. <laughs> what? What's mm-hmm. the question? I don't know. I don't know. Diamonds. I don't know. I'm not a diamond guy. Well, it's on here now. What okay. are your other two? Okay. Of what? That what? I don't know. <laughs> Japanese denim. Great. Loved it. <laughs> Loved Your third one? Uh, third one would probably be uh, old boots. Okay. Like I just work, dropped that. I dropped the mic. Work, work wear. Work wear boots. But not like construction boots. I should have done this entire one, really, with you giving me the answers before I had questions. I think that probably would have suited you better. Like that, where you give probably. answers and you have to guess. Okay, I just have to do a little thing where I like make some hash marks and then I calculate all of this so I can tell you from which you know you ended up with each of these things in your fictitious future. So um, just make it quick. Just tell me when to stop. I'm just doing this thing. Oh, yeah, I have to say to stop. stop. Just say it. Because you're connecting Say it things. right now. Would the, no, because I get to say it when I stop. Okay. I'm going to pause this. Uh, do some tallying. Why? Because then... Okay. Now I have the number by which I go... The sort of like one, two, three, four, five, six, and then I cross something off. And then it, it, this is just how the game is played. Okay. Look okay. it up on the Wikipedia page. I wonder if there's a we'll Wikipedia page. We'll be right page. back. Do you ever say that? Never. I, will, I think I do say we'll to right you back. it will seem as if no time has passed. Um, so I just haven't, I haven't really gotten my Atlanta on. All right, listen, this and is, we're back. Welcome back. And we're back. Thanks for joining us. We are following up with the mash game. This is your 100% guaranteed fictitious future. Uh, I want to start out with your, I like these two. I like this combo. I like the idea that you are a banjo virtuoso. Yes. And that you're with Bjork. That feels right to me. That's cool. It feels very, very right to me. Yeah. You have that's a, a performance piece right there. Ex- exactly. It's exa- that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Exactly right. Uh, I also feel like the fact that you got Japanese denim, however that fits into your life, uh, also feels right for Bjork and the banjo. You have a house in Vancouver that you yeah. can escape to. Uh, you can also uh, dip into the frontiers, t- the frontier time, the gold rush times yeah. uh, with your fantastic mustache. Yeah. I'm a fan of that kind of mustache. I would be okay. I guess I like rapey mustaches. I would be okay really? if more men had like handlebar mustaches. It's, I mean, but I really don't, but no, like no. I need it to stretch down, I think, or at least be full. Like I can't do like a thin, you See, know, I, like to I don't do want like a cop I mean, I always mustache. have something stupid, but like, oh, when I 
cut it like this, it, I mean, it's, it's a little fuller it's a brush nuzzle. kind of. Yeah. I mean, it, it's very, this is very specific. It's a very, it's very I, specific. I'm, I'm kind of done with it. I really would want to just shave my head and my mustache. Cause I'm now like the must, I'm the guy known with the guy, with the mustache. Like I'm, the, yeah, the I guess Burt that's not Reynolds that fun. Guy. It's fun if it's a thing that you can kind of do and then do and change and do something different. Yeah. And, and I just keep getting roles based on my fate. Like Westworld is my yeah. choppers. Like uh, there's more to me than my facial hair is what I'm trying to say. Good I don't for know you. what. Let's get that t-shirt is. made. Yeah. Uh, and then the last two pieces uh, that I'm excited to share with you are that you can also disappear into, into the wild, mm. which I love. And it was a great choice. Mm. And, uh, unlimited access uh, to your granddad, Aww. which is awesome. I guess I said he was on the phone, but I'm going to extend that out to like, you guys can be out in the wild together. I know the <laughs> fittingly, fittingly, the end our of the podcast astronaut has died. The death of our second astronaut. <laughs> I should not have done this on a space station. I'm starting to regret it now. Um, but it's fun floating. I've never done a podcast in zero gravity. I've enjoyed it. I, I'm really glad you haven't had to pee yet because that's a whole thing. Ask NASA. Um, I had to learn about that. There's a great book when I did the space film about peeing in space. Yeah. And they're I still had, asking for suggestions on how to get it better. Well, it was amazing because they said out of everything, the astronauts being interviewed, like what is the most amazing thing up in space? And you'd think, you know, maybe looking at earth, <laughs> the, 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 I mean, there's all sorts of things, right? Mm-hmm. You're in space for fuck's sakes. Right. What was like, crazy percentage like 85 percent something enormous the the most beautiful thing watching their urine being released from the window and watching into it space. in space Makes they sense. said it's the most beautiful thing and i wanted to in the space film have a scene where he was like he peed himself because it's a big thing in space and also yes. when you go from gravity to no gravity in the spaceship because this was a survival film you sometimes you don't know you have to pee and it mm-hmm. just will come out. Absolutely. And I thought we haven't seen that in a I space film. I couldn't agree more. And not like anything gratuitous. Just I really wanted to say like, you know, at one point when she's the commander saying, is there anything, you know, you need? And he's like, I really could take a piss right now. And then later on it just happens and he just yeah. pees himself because this man is being broken. I mean, he's being, he has to say goodbye because he's in this precarious situation as spaceships hurtling towards the sun it's bye-bye time so mm-hmm. he's reflecting on his life and his relationship to his son and all this stuff and i thought how wonderful when he's just it just keeps ha- level of humiliation and to have him yeah pee and we fought we had such a fight that day because they were just like we've given you other things that you want because i'm a producer on it too and mm-hmm. they're like we've given you other things like you were able to say all those words we really didn't want you to say the pee thing we draw in our line no one I'm like, it would be really <laughs> cool. And, and I got so upset, I stormed. That was the only you time I had a bit of a temperamental actor. Like, I think I threw something across the room and left. And I was sick, too. So. Well, you were p- pissed off. I hate myself. Uh, it's funny. I'm really glad that you did this. I'm um, so pleased that we got the chance to work together. I hope it happens again. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know if, it's, uh, if I should apologize to the podcast people. Like, I don't know if it was funny. It was great. It just I forgot like, to tell you, my podcast isn't really that funny. Well, I should have checked it out. I don't know the, the whole thing. Like, yeah. It's like... Well, uh, it's a whole world waiting for you to just jump right into. I know, right? It's oh. mostly an astronaut peeing in space-themed podcast. I turned oh. it around a little bit. I wish I wouldn't have now that I know. Oh. But uh, we, can always, we can always live with this regret forever oh. or until our spacesuits... <laughs> until our spacesuits uh, hiss, hiss us to death. 
<laughs> oh shit, I almost forgot. What? Remember, it's Boys of Summer. I only interview guys during the summer, so I need you to sing uh whatever. After the boys of summer have gone. Is that what it is? Yeah. Boys of Summer have gone. Yeah, you just did it. I was about to say, I got my first real six string. <laughs> oh, it was a five and dime. But that's Brian Adams. <laughs> Summer of 69, yes, which is. is not Boys yes, of Summer. Yes, it is. How does a Boys of Summer start? Yeah, you got it. I could I could see it already. The Just the like grimace you have belies that you know exactly how it is. Right is. You're doing it. You're doing it. Ah. Nobody on the road. Oh, yeah. Nobody on the beach. Yeah. Oh. Isn't it? I got a deadhead on a Cadillac. Oh, yeah. yeah I got yeah, a yeah. deadhead sticker on a Cadillac. The other, I saw it? a deadhead sticker on a Cadillac. Is that the lyric? Mm-hmm. I, got, I saw a deadhead sticker on a Cadillac. Little voice inside my head said, Don't look back. You can never look back. It's very Jack Black. Yeah. <laughs> After the boys of... It's a good song. Yeah. Summer have gone. Steve Nog, everybody. Uh, guys, I'll talk to you next time on the podcast. Bye. Peace out. As always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by The Amazing Say Hi. Now leaving Nerdist.com.